0: Is about bringing up controversial subjects and a series of quests for strange horrors. It feels good. Guidance is internal. We live on a
1: placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. Do
0: not think there are things in
2: this universe which you cannot understand and which are true? Two, one. Welcome to Far Off Topic, episode 22. I'm your host, Fiasco Jones, and don't you know we're talking about a revolution tonight as we discuss the various flashpoints erupting across the United States as people protest the killing of George Floyd and systemic racism within the U.S. legal system. Will any of this matter, or will the protests just become another excuse for right-wing and centrist factions within the U.S. to ignore the lingering problems within our government? We'll discuss that in our future conversation. And all this angst has people pondering the future outcomes of our current distress. Luckily, we have no shame betting on the things we don't understand, so we'll be revealing our predictions for the future of the United States as we set our gaze far off tomorrow. That's at the end of the show. With that, I'm joined by Tiwi via encrypted communique from deep below the earth in her bunker. And because nothing screams radical leftist extremists more than a gun-owning goon with a law degree, I'm also joined by Steven Jackson, a.k.a. Jax, a.k.a. Mr. Glasses. With that said, Tiwi, how is the revolution looking from your neck of the woods?
3: Uh... It got a little little weird, I guess. A little, uh, I don't know. I feel like very, like I should shut the hell up about being kind of like, ooh, pro- about the protesters. I kind of, I think it's justified. I'm just going to shut up. You were, were you, you were saying you were complaining in the past? I was a little, <laughs> 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 there was a little, a uh, little skirmish near our home and I was like, uh. mm. We got big windows. And then I was like, oh, my God. These would be, like, dream windows to, like, smash. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was like, I actually texted my friend, and you know what she said? She said, that's the price you got to pay for an egalitarian society. And I was like, she's right. I'm going to fucking
2: Oh, her. wow. I would say, uh, okay. I'm going to come burn <laughs> your house down.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Jax, what about you? you? You live a little further north where it seems quieter, and I, you don't hear many... Uh, uh, yeah. talk of protests up there no it was uh
1: it's it's been quiet up here not much going on um there have been protests all very peaceful um everything's good so you know just trying to like r- remind ourselves that we're still living in a pandemic while at the same mm-hmm. time uh protest the other pandemic
2: exactly mm-hmm. i will say the other day uh i went over to uh, a coworker's house to watch the fights And we started hearing that Las Vegas protests were getting a little, you know, hinky. Um, And, of course, the first thought in our heads was like, we should we should go over there and check it out. Mm -hmm. Um, But a call to the old the wife, (laughs) mean green. And she's like, no, you need to come home now, actually. In fact, right now, because I know that if I if you're gone for more than an hour now, you're just going to get in the car and drive. So you need to be at home in like in 10 minutes. So oh. I, I screwed that one up. I should, that's why you don't should never ask for right? permission. That's you just do <laughs>
3: rookie mistake. Just,
2: exactly. You just tell a great story after the fact. With that, we're gonna move on to our feature conversation. This one comes from the far-off topic Rage Desk. We
0: oh all oh oh We're about to breach the back gate. You're kicking, heavy your
2: Cities across America have been building pressure from decades of political inaction regarding systemic racism in the nation's police departments, and that finally exploded with days of protests and destruction. There are a lot of questions these protests force each of us to ask about the society we live in and just how we can make meaningful changes, or for that matter, if we even can make meaningful changes. So I pose that question to you, Tiwi, what have the protests accomplished that past protests haven't been able to achieve so far.
3: So I think actually, okay. So the friend that I talked about with the windows, she's uh, she's been a little bit of an anarchist in the past, and in the past we would have discussions about politics, and she had a, a belief system of you know you have to kind of burn it down to sort of start over. And water I, the
2: uh, <laughs> water the tree of liberty and the blood of uh, righteousness or whatever.
3: Uh maybe not, but she has like a very like positive view of the innate nature of people, and I have a very hobbesian negative view of the nature of people. I think people are terrible um, and we need the social contract, so I was always of the mind that no, no, work within the government, try to get what you can. I think people are seeing that there's no fucking option like they will not let us have the candidates that we want. They basically, you know, it's now it's not even just our own government. We have outside governments. It's just uh, I think people are basically seeing that there isn't really room to work with what we have anymore. We've moved so far to the right that the quote unquote left is like center, center right, really. And I think people are pissed and i think there is a very strong burn it down mentality and i think people are like the thing that was stopping them before it's now like they see that they can they can do more than they thought they could you know like the whole burning of all these police cars and like buildings is a little like uh somewhat i mean it's there's some precedent but it's not it's never been like the way it is right now happening at this scale. And I think people are seeing that they can kind of get away with it. And a lot of times some of the police back down. But then there's, you know, pockets of psychos and I don't know. I don't think this is gonna play out very well. Like <laughs> for Right. I, I don't know. It's very like French Revolution. Like long term it may play out well. Short term, this is gonna be terrible.
2: Jax, do you concur?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that sh- she makes a great point. Like the people are are now seeing, um, it, it seeing the the way that the government has sort of swung the pendulum is now like it's not decreasing in speed and like slowly getting to the middle. It's it seems like it's almost like increasing and getting wider, and um, but at the same time, like I think that. The burn it down mentality is is the same mentality that the Trump supporters have. Um, it's just they want to burn it down and create like an ethno-fascist state. So, you know, I think that that's the, the fight that we're in right now. Um, and it's also been interesting to watch people kind of take on the police. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw – I don't know if you saw it, uh, but in Seattle, somebody actually grabbed an AR-15 from a cop car. And it's like, that'll get you killed in any in other right. day. <laughs> in, and on this day, it was just like some TV station security guard took it back. Um, right. Just kind of
2: bulldogged yeah. out of nowhere with his face like, yeah. drop it, drop it.
1: Yep, yeah, that was awesome. Um, but I don't think – I don't know if the protests have – accomplished necessarily anything. Um, I, I, I would like to hope that it hasn't galvanized white folks against, um, uh, liberals and the left. Um, that's my like biggest concern is that it will galvanize white people against and give like Donald Trump, you know, essentially a pre written ad for the next three or four months or however long we have till the election.
2: I agree and that's a huge concern because yeah. uh and it's not even just like white people I think it's just like the center the people who voted for Biden um who were just kind of giving him that chance you know that try out chance against their the, the boy Trump um it could uh, however long this goes on and if it just continues to be like looting and burning buildings down that's clearly going to galvanize people who maybe not like Trump but also like I don't know. They kind of, th- these protests are associated with liberals and like the Democratic Party in some, a, lot, a lot of ways. So it makes sense that people would like say, no, I don't want any of that. Uh, let's just- it's
3: not, though. Like, I mean, I feel like, yeah, there are the, I feel like the most, uh, the very like neutral, sort of peaceful protesters are usually the left. There aren't, there isn't like a huge violent radical left. The left is like primarily pretty like chill. They're like, They're all about... They're the people that... They're the same people that are in Congress doing nothing. You know what I mean? Like, they believe in the power of words and intellect and all that garbage. And the people that are kind of inciting the violence are kind of a small group of people that do get people sort of whipped up into a frenzy. But a lot of them are actually also right-wing race war people that are trying to sort of get people to... They also hate the cops. So there's... You have, like two groups that mutually hate the cops for different reasons and their end game is sort of different. But I think that like a lot of people try to spin that this is like the left. I don't think the left is very violent. The left is unfortunately, I'm gonna say unfortunately, (laughs) very passive and very like, we're trying to spread our message. We're just trying to march peacefully And then these anarchists. And it doesn't even take a lot. Like, you only need, like, a handful to, like, do some real damage.
2: Right. Like I said, I think last, uh, was it the last show when I said that you only need a small group of uh, violent people to really take over, you know, yeah. project? Um, I want to actually dig into that later in the show when we start talking about outside elements. Um, right now, uh, what I really want is some of Jack's perspectives on, uh, just kind of like the the, the elephant in the room. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, obviously, we have one cop arrested, Derek Chauvin, who was arrested for killing uh, George Floyd on May 25th. Um, now, in my head... Because, well, one, it's we just know we all, everyone on this panel knows, and everyone listening knows that cops typically, even if they're charged, do not go to jail. Um, and I think that kind of managing our expectations is one of those key aspects of kind of uh, kind of be- getting ready for that, but also kind of like anticipating or seeing the signs. Is the prosecutor going to do this, or is he going to do that, or is, how is the defense kind of staging this for a possible, you know, I don't know. Acquittal. Yeah, acquittal, yes, acquittal. That's the word. Um, so when you look at this case, and I've looked at it in different ways too, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you a scenario. Maybe we'll just kind of start it like that way, and you can kind of work on – I really want to get your your defense guy, so I want to get your opinion. on How would you defend, essentially, Derek Chauvin? Okay. And – from what I'm seeing right now, and I feel like the, I, I see the, the the machinations of this happening, is that they're going to blame the other two officers that were laying on top of, of Floyd. And they're going to say that the knee on the neck wasn't the actual determining like factor of killing him. The fact that Floyd was able to turn his shoulders was proof that there wasn't that kind of pressure. Um, and they're going to basically just be able to say, okay, reasonable doubt. I didn't kill him. It was these two guys, and then it becomes kind of like a hot potato. So, what? How, how did I do in my in my defense strategy?
1: Um, I wouldn't. I mean, that wouldn't be my direction. I would. Um, like I'm pretty. My direction would be that this was just not a murder. Um, no matter who did it, you know, no matter you know, I wouldn't place blame at the feet of other people. I would just say that this was not a murder. Um, So he's been charged with third-degree murder, which is a very, like, if you've been to law school, you've been through criminal law. Um, We kind of made fun of third-degree murder in the common law because it's the depraved mind murder. What murder isn't depraved? But um, this one is the depraved mind murder. So I think you get, like, my defense strategy would be fairly simple. It would be. To show that what he did was not negligent. And that's what essentially the depraved mind murder and second degree second degree manslaughter is. It's uh-huh. basically a negligent standard. That you did something so outside the bounds of reasonableness that you caused the death of another person. So, I would show that it's not negligent because he's probably trained to do that exact thing.
2: Right. Um, and that's a, that's a key that a lot of the pundits come out with saying yep. that this isn't something people are trained for. But I guess Bullshit. I was reading some of the, the conservative <laughs> websites and the police websites saying, no, no, no. In Minneapolis, Minneapolis police rule book, this move is taught or,
1: or considered it was. a Wasn't
3: restraint. It, it's not it, taught anymore.
1: I mean, if it's not taught there, it's taught throughout the country um, because it is a it is an easy way to control a person to put a knee on somebody's head or somebody's neck the the last thing you want to do is is have that person move um you know that person just doesn't move so um, so if they're
3: not resisting though why are you doing that
1: i if he moves it like this is my defense this is just my defense if he moves at all (laughs) then i'm saying he's then he's resisting like that's that's just what i'm gonna say i would so i would bring in an expert to say that he's trained to do it that way I would bring in an expert to show the video over and over and over and say he moved right there, he moved right there, he moved right there. This is resisting and he felt that he needed to to keep him down for that that amount of time. But most importantly, I would also bring in a medical expert and say this is ha- this is how he died and yes it is homicide. Homicide is is a legal definition that's simply death death at the hands of another person, but homicide doesn't mean murder. So, um, yes, this was a homicide. Yes, he would not have died but for the interaction with law enforcement. But there are other things that contributed to his death, such as a medical condition, if he has an underlying medical condition, that does not make – that the officer could not have known about and thus he could not be negligent for the death.
2: Now here's the catch though. Uh, I feel like I here's the feel, feel like the huge catch is the fact that he was unconscious for what two minutes. Yeah, and they also had a crowd pointing out these facts, these basic facts. Yeah. Um, are cops re- At- responsible for keeping you alive? I guess that's the big question I have. Is that because it didn't seem like anyone there seemed like they 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 took on the responsibility of oh yeah. I may have put someone unconscious. Now it's my responsibility to resuscitate him before the EMS gets here. Uh, I don't know.
1: I don't know the answer. Most of the time, as I recall, and I could be completely wrong, I didn't expect this. Because I I haven't watched the video. I'm not going to watch the video. Uh, I don't enjoy seeing people die on camera unless I have to. You know, I've, I've represented people who are accused of murders and the murder is caught on tape. So I watch it in that sense. I don't um, go out of my way to watch uh, gore or anything along those lines. So right. keep that in mind. Second, um, as I recall, there has been civil lawsuits. There have been civil lawsuits against law enforcement for failing to protect. And as I recall, the courts have said that the law enforcement has no duty to protect you. So if it, and and I could be completely wrong, it just is it's it's sticking in my mind that that is what the case law is surrounding that. So
2: That does sound um, familiar. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it came down to just like a liability thing of like, (laughs) they didn't want to, if you were like halfway dead, (laughs) they didn't want to further kill you or I don't know. Uh, but I've seen it so many times and time again that like cops get in situations where someone's either, either they've injured them to the point of near death or whatever. And they just stare and they don't seem at all like,
3: I think that's kind of why people are protesting. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I mean, exactly. (laughs) And, and
1: that certainly, I mean. That has been my experience in, you know, just in life that I've absolutely witnessed people get in car accidents and law enforcement strolls up like it's another day at the job and does not provide any aid or anything like that. That's okay. I mean, if that's not your job, I don't know. (laughs) Right. And it's a liability thing. I don't know. I I find that to be difficult. Um, Right. I wonder if the dynamic changes if. You're kneeling on somebody and they're in handcuffs and thus they're in your custody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I would certainly think that that could be a problem, but that would, I don't know that that is even like a criminal. I, I'm confident that that's not criminal. Um, so I, I think that you could get civil liability there. But
3: what if he, because didn't he say that he suspected excited delirium? So he thought that this man was dying.
1: Yeah. Well, so I, I'm like, not sure about that. Well, so, like, excited delirium is interesting. Like, I, I know that law enforcement really loves the notion of excited delirium, but I don't— For
2: those that don't know what it is, what is excited delirium?
1: Oh, so excited delirium is, is seen a lot in taser cases. So when people get tased, they the, 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 the thought is that their body becomes so— uh, you know, amped up for lack of a better phrase, that it just basically seizes up like it like an engine without any oil would seize up and it and you ultimately die. Mm. Um there is like virtually no research out there that that excited delirium even exists. It's not a medical so,
3: thing, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: so um I, I know that law enforcement really wants excited delirium to be a thing. Um because otherwise, like, and Taser really wants that to be a thing too. Like, they they're like, nope, excited delirium,
2: yeah. <laughs> right? Nope. Not our what? not our shitty device.
1: Wasn't just, our just... <laughs> wasn't fifty thousand volts zipping through your body at the uh, you know thirty times? It's excited delirium. Um, I think you put your eggs in the basket. You know, as a defense attorney, you put the eggs in the basket, and yes, there are going to be giant holes. <laughs> you know, in some cases, this is one of those situations where I wouldn't be able to say. Like I don't, I don't know why he didn't get off of them. Is it? But I would fall back to it's how he was trained.
2: Do you think we should stop holding our breath for the other three? Do you think that charges will come? I mean, if they haven't come so far, I feel like uh, what are we going to get? So we're probably going to accessory to manslaughter. What I mean?
1: I don't know. I I mean, I think when you charge the other three, you start getting in this weird cultural thing that that only exists with law enforcement. I think that they probably, ah, oh, fuck, I don't even know if they should be charged. But um, because I, I, like I said, I haven't watched the video, so I don't know exactly what their role was. But um, I do know that one guy was just standing there watching.
2: Yeah. Um, it's just weird, though. Uh, and I know that cops have uh, qualified immunities.
1: So, qualified immunity is simply strict uh, civil liability. So, they can charge anybody. I mean, you, you can't get qualified immunity for, you know, for virtually anything, for anything criminally. I mean, there could be some sort of endangerment type of a thing. Like here in Washington, we have reckless endangerment. So if you did something reckless that would cause or reasonably cause injury or harm to another person, maybe something along those lines. I don't know that they get the full, you know, third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter
2: right seems very unlikely um last question on this i have for you is again kind of in a similar vein what what do you think do you think uh chauvin gets uh, is fi- found guilty
1: uh i wouldn't hold your breath I, I don't i don't i mean there's a lot of obstacles to overcome with this case and it, it, he's a he's a police officer to begin with um people naturally are going I mean, people, the research is clear. The research is so clear. And every court in the country has said that law enforcement officers, for the most part, are not experts when they get up and testify. They're not considered experts. And when you're, when you're an expert in something, there's a whole separate, um, you know, thing. essentially to be qualified as an expert to speak about something. You have to have significant background and knowledge that you have to make a showing of prior to talking about it. But but the research says specifically that that law enforcement is deemed to be experts by juries. So if a if a police officer gets on the stand and says we were trained to do it this way, we do it this way all the time. It's it's completely you know well with people get kneeled on every single day, several times a day, and this guy happened to die. Everybody else walks away. If you get an if you get a, a cop on there saying that about a, a, and he's and he's believable. Saying that about another cop who who, who the jury pool is naturally going to want to believe, I think you have a difficult time overcoming those factors on top of all the other things I pointed out. I think it's a tough case.
2: Yeah, and unfortunately I feel like uh, the politicians might be – I don't know. I think they understand it's a tough case too, and they're trying to do the same thing of – managing expectations you, Yeah, um, people are
1: gonna explode if he get, if he walks people are gonna explode
3: right as they should as they should i don't know why i feel like everybody's acting like this is like okay the way all of this is set up this is absolutely horrendous if this is our criminal justice system it sucks this like, is nothing this is horrible I mean, this is
1: this is nothing <laughs>
3: It's horrible.
1: Crack, crack cocaine for, for like 20 years, crack cocaine was charged three times worse than cocaine. Oh,
3: I know because I worked in chemical dependency. It's pretty – it's just – this is fucking horrendous. And I think yeah. I, ugh, we need to burn this whole justice system down. This is <laughs> I system mean the justice horrible. system
1: is hot garbage. Like it's yeah. hot garbage. Like I said um, the
2: last time in, a, in the outtake, we don't have a justice system. We have a legal system.
1: We yeah. have a legal system. I mean that's yeah. what we have. Uh, I mean – you know, I I I I don't deal with a lot of minority populations up here because there simply aren't a lot. But I know for a fact, you know, based on the research, that the justice system leans very heavily towards white people, um, and it's not even to this day. I mean, people just they have no idea what goes on. They have no idea,
2: right? And I think part of it's also too is it goes into the idea again of the people's uh, the average citizens. Their their thoughts about police officers. We, they've pretty much been valorized as uh, right. living saints that walk around our streets every single day. So it's tough for these people to really uh, criticize them, and because it almost seems like unpatriotic or just like evil, dark-hearted to to, to question the 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 moral fortitude of a cop who's 100%. just risking his life every single day. Hundred percent.
3: Is that only, amount- though, like, white people to think that? Because I, I don't, don't know. I have never felt that way about cops. Have you ever been harassed by a cop? I mean, <laughs> like... <laughs> well, I mean,
2: it's just my reaction from everyone that are, that's kind of around me. Like, oh, okay. the majority of the people that, that, that I work with and that I've talked to, there is a sensibility, sense that, you know, cops are these just Not really just great people. You know, they're the first responders out Ugh, there. Yeah. They're risking their life every single day. I don't know and a I mean, single when,
3: person who thinks
1: that. <laughs> yeah, when you're picking a jury, like the um, you know one of the questions that I always ask is how many people are related to law enforcement, and I pick on somebody and I say, "All right, if you have your uncle up here testifying and you have my client up here testifying, will you believe your uncle more than my client simply because he's a police officer?" And the person invariably says, oh, "It's you know I believe my uncle," but um. The amount of hands that go up when I ask the follow up question, who would believe the uncle over the? It's, it happens all the time, and it's staggering. Like the amount of people that just go, "Yeah, he's a cop. I believe him. He's trustworthy. I don't care."
2: That's why they were so, for so long. You know, one, they don't want transparency, and two, before that, it was always just kind of like, "Take my word for it." Here's my, I'm going to write this report up, and hey, right. I wouldn't lie. I'm a cop. You guys know I think me. That's
3: definitely just the sentiment load down racial lines because. I just I can't imagine anybody. I don't know a single person who thinks that way about cops. Like trusts cops. I don't trust. Yeah, cops. and
1: <laughs> and that's and that's the problem. You're in the minority. <laughs> I don't tr- I don't trust cops either. We are we are in the minority. And so the other question that always gets asked from the prosecutor is, how many of you trust his witness? Is his client over the cop and invariably people raise their hands and guess who dumb gets stricken people. by the prosecutors <laughs> <laughs>
3: right dumb people
1: <laughs> don't don't admit that keep play your mouth shut neutral
3: <laughs> <laughs> get in that jury people get,
1: i mean it just happens all the time it happens all the time why can't the, I the get system in is oh uh, you would get stricken
2: so fast
3: no i wouldn't because i know how to play it
2: <laughs> they'd play back these podcasts and like oh, excuse oh me Miss Tiwi uh, is it uh, did you say you don't like cops I'm
3: sorry but Wee <laughs> is a very common name that's not
2: me <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of moving on before we get to the break Uh, and obviously still on the same point how do you think this is playing out for again Joe Blow centrist uh, or Joe Blow white guy I don't know who's watching these protests and, but also seeing some of the very aggressive, violent actions, the cops are doing to peaceful protesters. Do you think that their reaction is good? Get them. Or do you think that these are moments where they're like, oh shit, man, come on guys. This is, this is why they're there. You need to, you know, tone it down a little bit. What do you, how do you think that's playing out in, in Centralville? Jax.
1: Uh, I think it's playing out the, the latter way. Um, you know i i have i have this conversation with my friends who are you know centrists if you will and i think that generally the the opinion is like okay you like 3 weeks ago you had guys in fatigues with ARs in your face like literally in your face and storming state houses across the country and you showed up in your regular uniforms and you stood there and you took it. And now you got some protesters here protesting you and you show up in riot gear and like mace people, uh, pepper spray people who are literally laying face down on the ground. You are literally being protested. Why wouldn't you be on your best behavior, you jackasses?
2: I mean, obviously, yeah, it's like, come on. Like, everyone can see you. But for TV, for you, though, uh, this is the question I want. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of journalists are getting attacked as well. They're getting pepper sprayed. They're getting, you know, beat up. They're getting arrested in some cases. Um, do you think that's just sour grapes on the part of the journalists that for years have lived in this kind of cocoon of, like, privilege? I mean, they are privileged mm-hmm. by the Constitution. But so are all of us, you know, all of us yeah. have a right to assemble. Um, do you think that these kind of outrages that the, the journalists are feeling is just kind of like, hey, man. This is what you get. Or do you think that they actually have a a fair leg to stand on, that we should pity them more than others?
3: I would definitely don't pity them more than others, but I think, I mean, it's still disproportionate. It's like, it still follows that same parallel line of racism because wasn't a CNN anchor, like, he was arrested yeah. with his crew, but the adjacent white crew or white anchor and white crew were just completely unscathed, and they were all in the same area that they were like told to be in. So I think it's still, still playing into that whole... I think the ra- the racial lines are still there for these uh, journalists as far as feeling sorry for them no I don't feel sorry for them I don't feel I mean I actually I did feel sorry for a, an anchor here locally because there was one woman downtown one sole anchor downtown or I don't know correspondent whatever you guys call them and there was a man also and the woman was just mercilessly taunted by everyone, like protesters, cops. Everyone was just like giving her so much shit. But the dude, everybody was like, it's like they respected him or something. And they were just like, oh, I'm not going to mess with that guy. Like protesters would come by and say something. And he'd be like, I'm just trying to do my job, man. And they'd be like, yeah, you are. And like, keep walking. She would say the same thing. And they'd be like, oh, do you to do you and like spit at her and like pull on her stuff. It's just, I don't know. I felt sorry for her.
2: Jax, uh, as a former photojournalist yourself, uh, what do you think? I think that uh, pepper-balling and
1: arresting journalists is shit that happens in, like, uh, Venezuela and third-world shitholes. And it is just a little bit like a – just a, another nudge towards that direction.
2: It is interesting that after uh, was it Omar Jimenez was – arrested covering for cnn on uh, the protest cnn president calls the governor they release him he governor does a, a on-air apology takes full responsibility and then nothing changed then it seems to get worse because like you said like they get pepper sprayed, they get gas they you know some of the gassing is fairly indiscriminate so i can't say that that that's too bad but then there's part shots where you know like they're getting shot with rubber bullets you know like you have to make a uh conscious effort to shoot someone that's not an indiscriminate weapon it's boom you know yeah um i is it my paranoia or does it feel like maybe the word got out is like okay if you're gonna arrest one you gotta fucking treat them all the same so just go out there and fucking <laughs> break a leg
1: it's good it, it certainly could be the case it's just <laughs> It's brutal. I, I don't know. I, I think that it's a I think it's a bad precedent. And one that's just being like, eh, fuck you. I'm gonna shoot you with a pepper ball.
2: Yeah. I mean, especially those the shot of the woman who's just reporting, and all of a sudden she's screaming, they're shooting those pepper balls. And then they shoots the camera guy like straight in the face. Yeah. I'm like they know what they're oh, doing. Yeah. They're not trying to hide it. So I feel like something more overt is going on in these briefing rooms of like
3: But a lot of the police themselves are the same – ideal. they have the same ideologies as the race war mentality. So, I mean, I wouldn't – it's not a far cry for a lot of them to have that same end goal, you know, and they're the ones who are allowed to do whatever they want. There's just – white supremacy is rampant in police forces. True, and I think
2: that more than anything, it's that it is the contempt of cop, is that like this is obviously – a massive outpouring of contempt of cop, and I'm sure they feel like, hey, hey, man, you don't understand what it's like. I have to work with the garbage every single day, the garbage of humanity. Of course, what he means by that are minorities, but he doesn't think of it that way. The cops are all just thinking, like, I, I deal with the-, the-, the crappiest human beings in the whole wide world. Um, so you don't know what it's like for me. Um, you guys all are all haters, and so I'm going to treat you all the same. So they're kind of, kind of spreading. I guess the butter of hatred <laughs>
3: but th- over the sandwich probably, of America. They probably do hate the journalists too, though, because well, they you do, know, 100%. journalists are like covering the protests. Journalists are basically putting a, a big, giant camera on them, showing how terrible they are. There's actual repercussions for some of them because of journalism. So, you know, I think they've always had this sort of unspoken understanding from. Oh, it's the press. not unspoken.
2: I've, I've covered. Yeah. Several, you know, it's been in several situations where they it just was outright. They don't like you. <laughs> yeah, they just don't like you and they want you gone. Yeah. And it's time for the break. We will be placing our bets on the future of the nation at the end of the show in our Far Off Tomorrow segment. But first, we will be continuing our conversation about the Black Lives Matter protests by delving into the claims that outside actors have infiltrated the protests and are behind the spree of violence and property damage. Is this a left-wing conspiracy designed to deflect blame? Or could it be that provocateurs are out and about trying to smear a peaceful mission? We'll talk about all that after the break.
3: To buy the world a
0: home And furnish it with love Did you buy the world a home And furnish it with love Only to have that house rudely repossessed by reality? You're not alone Millions of people have been deceived By major retailers, clothiers, manufacturers And soda companies Into believing that purchasing one of their products Would in some way radically change the world for the better here, at the Law Offices of Felch and Birder, we can help. For decades, corporations have known that the utopian visions of the future they used to sell their products were just fantasies designed to sell merchandise. Internal memos reveal that they knew all along that the only real way to change society for the better is civic involvement. Instead, they chose to ignore that and continue to promise an unattainable consumerist dream to the masses. If you or someone you know has fallen victim to false and predatory corporate utopian advertising, you may be entitled to damages. If you live in a community still racked by systemic racial injustice, police brutality, gross governmental neglect, or environmental mismanagement, call this number now for your free consultation. Call 221-666-7890 for your free consultation. Don't wait. Call now. That's 221-666-7890. We are the world. We are the children. We are the law offices of Felch and Berger.
2: In the early days of the Minneapolis protests, rumors began to circulate that strange people were spotted busting in windows and setting fires. At first, these were just rumors, but then videos emerged showing a man dressed entirely in black carrying an umbrella, smashing out windows with a hammer. The encounter was so odd that nearby witnesses openly questioned whether this person himself was a cop. This guy just
3: came with
2: a
0: hammer and smashed
2: the
0: window. you, you me. I'm going to fight you right now? You want to? You want to go? What's up? Are you a fucking
2: cop? Um. So, you guys have seen the video, correct? Of Yeah. And yes. And so, how unusual is this? I mean, are we talking conspiracy theory? Are we talking paranoia? It is unusual how, one, he's just calmly walking across the Mm AutoZone, smashing out the windows with a hammer, carrying an umbrella, and then just saunters away. Um... What were your first—I guess, what, with Tiwi, start, start off. What, what was your impression when you saw this video?
3: At first, when people were talking about this video, I was thinking Black Block because that is just— I mean, we have that every single protest in Seattle. The Black Block show up, and they—you know, that's their MO. They wear black. They have a sledgehammer, steel-toed boots, and they just destroy things. But then when I saw the actual video, this guy is so crisp and clean, and, like, he's wearing— an expensive respirator mask um he's he doesn't look like your classic black block anarchist um he he kind of you know he looks like uh you could be a cop i will say <laughs> right
2: <laughs> and so the rumor is is that he is an undercover cop cuz uh i don't know what People are saying they have evidence. Supposedly his uh, wife or fiance um, came out saying it was him. It was him. Uh, Jax, what do you think? Do you think that's just too convenient?
1: Here's my reasoning for thinking it's not a cop and it's the umbrella. Like I think that that umbrella draws attention to him. And uh, if you were a cop who wanted to incite violence, you would not want attention drawn to yourself that umbrella is just weird the
3: umbrella it's,
2: uh, <laughs> I, it's weird because i had the opposite thought about the umbrella i saw the umbrella as a code saying hey i'm the g-, when he left his his line from his cop friends and said okay I'll, I'll have the umbrella so if shit goes down don't get me don't shoot me i'm yeah. the, with the umbrella this is my signal to all you fraternal brothers out there um so it's it's funny that we we landed on the tuesday and it, cause it was also broad daylight that's the other thing too like he did it in broad daylight which is weird yeah
1: i mean but that's when they were that's you know when the when the protests were going on yeah so i don't I, hmm.
3: I don't know. I mean, that's well, a good.
1: That is a good flag to fly if you are a cop and wanting to tell your friends not to shoot you. An umbrella yeah. is a good flag to fly. So you. Okay, I'm torn on. I'm,
2: <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, confi- I'm giving you that fifth that doubt that maybe. Uh, hey, maybe. Uh...
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know.
2: Well, it's interesting because um, several of these citizen journalists out there too were you know going around. Um, doing just man on the street interviews and there's one that i actually have in here which i'll play
1: there was like seven white men that were breaking into a building uh they weren't marching with us they just were there when our march ended crossing the cops so it was a setup right away me and him it said a it's a setup
2: it
3: so uh they were breaking into a business that said black owned right on there so we ran up we dispersed of them they were saying oh pull out pull out pull yep, out yeah that's very weird they left
2: now hey Anybody can say pull out, pull out, pull out. You know, like that's,
3: that. That's like just, an it's organized a, sort of communication style. It does, and it. I don't yeah. know.
2: I guess I have so so little good faith to give uh, cops at this moment that be- almost believe. I, I guess I, mean, I am I am susceptible to believe that cops are willing to do fucking anything. Oh yeah, they are. Um, yeah. So I mean, and there's more of these stories just coming out, and I don't know. Um, who to believe? Because, or you see, the governor or the mayor of uh, Saint Paul um, was saying that he re- this reporting, and then he ha- he was forced to retract that because the actual arrest records were did not um, suggest that out that that, that reality. Um, but even then, I also heard that I think Jacks you had sent me a tweet or a, a, a text saying that there the governor had said there's like chatter that the Boogaloo Boys and all these right wing. Uh, assholes out there were saying we need to foment something this is a perfect opportunity to go like start a fucking riot um what what do you fall on this whole thing i think that
1: they i think that white folks who have bad intentions are absolutely involving themselves
2: in this i actually think i also think white people with good intentions are too because i've seen even a lot more videos of these kind of like black block kids in the protest And they just like do shit like these uh, two women, white, white women start tagging a building and an actual African-American woman walks up and says, stop doing that. Like, what the fuck are you doing? This makes us look bad. And the two women are like, "Uh, we have black comrades, blah, blah, blah. And. They walk, they kind of melt back into the protest. Um, and then I've seen other ones where, you know, this kid's just chipping away. I think it's on Twitter everywhere. He's just chipping away at the sidewalk, presumably making, you know, for projectiles to throw at cops. And then the crowd turns on him and literally hands him off to the cops. And everyone applauds and everything says that's great. But it also seems like, okay, well, there is an agitating force within the group. I don't know if they're part of the group, they might be fellow travelers but they have a violent streak, kind of Tiwi, as you, you were saying. Yeah. They have this violent uh, animus.
3: Well, have you ever been in like one of these protests cuz I will say like, you know, when I was in like the WTO protests in 99 here in Seattle, like the black bloc was like very present and the shift was extremely noticeable when they showed up. Um, but the thing about black bloc protesters is they don't harm other people. And I feel like some of these people are they're they have a cash like a callous almost like disinterest in the people around them that seems kind of suspect the I do think that that maybe they're either cops or they are these boogaloo boys or whatever the hell they're called, which is that's the dumbest fucking name in the world but um <laughs>
2: it's intentionally stupid.
3: it's so dumb,
2: yeah, it really. <laughs> but, is.
3: I just I don't know it's hard I think it's hard right now to like differentiate but I don't think that you know classic black block like anarchists this some of it doesn't really it doesn't really fit doesn't really jive maybe they're like you know baby black block you know protesters I don't know and they're just like figuring getting their wings but (laughs) it just doesn't it doesn't jive it doesn't look the way that you know as someone who's been to some protests there's like You're like, oh, they're here. Like, you you just kind of, you know, you can tell.
2: (laughs) Um, Which, obviously, I think leads us definitely into the most recent events uh, of the day. Um, We're recording this on Monday, June 1st. And Trump has just come out saying that, you know, just trying to rally the world with his just beautiful oratory and uh, threatening everybody. Pretty much just threatening all protesters, specifically um, the Antifa elements of the the protests that he just kind of sees through his jaundiced eyes. Um, (laughs) Jax, we'll start, you start off how how much of a one, just do you think Antifa has uh, anything to do with the, any of this? We'll start it off pretty broad. Yeah, I think
1: so. I mean, like she was saying earlier, um, there are, there, maybe these are like the baby, Black block boys wanting to boogaloo. I just need to say B words, apparently.
3: Um,
1: Yeah, I I, I certainly think that they could be part of it. Um, I also think that there are certainly uh, white nationalist or white separatist agitators involved as well. So I think that there are bad people on both sides, unlike... You know, good people on both
2: <laughs> <Right>. sides. <laughs> what do you make of his insurrection act? Uh, what do you make of it, that his whole kind of like uh, bravado, his little statement that he made today on the the steps of the White House about we dominating? You've got to <sighs> dominate God. the streets and your weak governors need to go home. Where's that? Po- like, what, what direction is that pointing us? So, Tiwi, you go ahead and take that one.
3: I think that's a very you know passive and united (laughs) front that's really gonna help bring this country together (laughs) i felt better (laughs) yeah i felt safer already (laughs) i he's i don't know what the fuck is wrong with this guy he's basically just escalating everything he's like taking a cigarette and just like trickling gasoline to a giant vat of gasoline and like You know, every little fucking tweet that comes out of his mouth is just one more, you know, little dagger in the side of America. And then it's just like he's destroying this country with his idiot is like idiotic tweets and these fucking declarations that have honestly like no basis in reality. Like, what the fuck is he talking about half the time with the like he's going to send the military into like shut down our peaceful protesters. Yeah, I know, like, some people are, like, you know, maybe violent, but they're destroying property. And last I checked, you couldn't, you know, declare war on citizens for destruction of property.
2: It's interesting because Esper, the the Secretary of the Army, uh, or Secretary of Defense, I'm sorry, um, he was referring to U.S. cities as battle spaces. And I think that, one, it, it all kind of, I think dovetails into this idea again cops want to be soldiers Mm -hmm. and this idea that the u.s is some kind of fortress that we now have to start you know defending with our cops who are now soldiers essentially like deputized soldiers if that's a weird concept but you know they have that means that they have to put on their all their gi joe cosplay and get out there and you know i guess start busting in heads um,
3: is, uh, is this going to be where the second amendment like makes its big triumphant, uh, you know, Hey, maybe I was here for a reason. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, is,
2: of I mean, course I, I, not.
3: <laughs> <laughs> is it,
2: he did. I, I can't remember what, how the context was. So I only watched it once, but I do remember him just kind of like emphasizing and to save your second amendment. Trump said, um, As though it was like a signal, basically. So you need to get out there on the streets and kill people. uh, Yeah, and just like because here's the thing, he asked for all his MAGA. He said, "MAGA, come out and protest, counter-protest, guys," and no one showed up. And so maybe he's feeling a little like, "Oh, well, you know, I need to give him a little extra encouragement." Like what I meant to say is, "Come over here and kill some people for me, could you?"
3: You know, the people that were protesting the masks a few weeks ago, where are they? You know what? Yeah. Cause what? I, I'm, not, I'm not seeing these like big tough guys anymore. There was one in Utah <laughs> that came out with a crossbow. Did you guys see that?
2: Yeah. Was it a crossbow? Was it a crossbow or, or just a, bow. the actual Yeah, compound bow, yeah.
3: Okay, and uh, he didn't fare too well. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like those people are seeing it. At their at their houses on TV. I haven't seen any of those people. In that same vein,
2: because um, I always, you know, I've I've been on here several times saying, oh, the, the libs have to prepare themselves. They have to arm up. They have to, you know, because all these guys, these these uh, GI Joe cosplayers, um, they are ready to go. But I'm having to reconfigure that logic now in the face of the fact that all the young liberals <laughs> ha- who have no guns. Um, are out there on the streets right now actively kind of taking you know, doing something. They're doing something. Some are violent. Rights. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's no one, none of the the right wingers are out there at all. You know, they're all staying because home. Except for a handful of people. They're
3: cowards. Well, kind of, it kinda of seems like they can't
2: affect they can't really rally that many people together to kind of counteract an actual kind of like, you know, massive demonstration like this. They just don't have the manpower or the will to do it or they're They're cowards. afraid
3: of minorities. <laughs> like, they don't want to go into the streets against them. They literally are afraid of anybody with pigment. So, of course, they're not going to, like, go <laughs> directly trying to get a bunch of people who are out on the streets who are, like, pigmented. They're going to be like, ooh, I don't want to go near that. They honestly right. also think that, like they believe all the bullshit rhetoric they've been spreading for years that like all the black people kill each other, all the Hispanics kill each other. And it's bullshit like that. These people are not killing each other. They're like tearing down this bullshit cop system and you know, they're, they're rallying to try to, to get some change. Yeah, well,
2: that actually segues perfectly to some conclusions. Let's kind of uh, wrap our head around kind of what the question I was asking at the beginning was um, what can we achieve here? You know, what does this is this going to lead to actual police reform or is this just going to lead to something worse where, you know, the divisions um, we don't have to, I mean, like, what? police reform becomes the, the less the, the, the least of our worries uh, Jax what do you think does this actually coalesce into like political action you know and like meaningful political action or does it just is it just rage um I don't
1: know I, I would like to think that it will uh, lead to something but I I got to be honest I, I just I don't know um, I could see people I mean, what's the change? Like, I know that this is, this is a dumb question, but it's rhetorical. What's the change? And are the stakeholders who uh, have the ability to make that change invested enough in making it to actually do it? And are we um, united enough that people can spend political capital to make others uncomfortable um, in order to affect this change? I don't know,
2: right? And that's the thing is that like all the people that you that we would rely on to make this change are invested in keeping the system the way it is, as intact. And you know, they cops. I feel like year after year get some new ability that shreds a little piece of the Constitution away from us, and uh, you don't see. Any politician like going, I mean, maybe you do on the left, but at this point, they're just kind of inert. You know, the 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 mass center, the, the far right and the centrists um, who love this system, um, they just, you know, they keep it going and they resist any kind of change. You know, we, we could have had reforms after, you know, the last row of killings that were unjustified, but we didn't. You know, um, we still have no knock warrants in the united states they're still legal you can't no one's decided i mean there's a handful of states that have banned them but that's about it you know the handful of states uh civil forfeiture is still a thing you know those yep. are these i feel like all these powers we've given to cops um i don't think they're coming back
1: yeah you will hear people defend the killing of eric garner and the killing of tamir rice until Talking they're blue tamir the rice face. man that
3: like pisses me off so like,
1: much there is yeah there's no defense to those killings. If if you have such a problem with somebody selling loose cigarettes on the street because uh, that you're going to kill him. Like fuck you. You know fuck you. We are we 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 can never agree. There is no middle ground. Sell loose cigarettes on the street, the guy doesn't want to get put in handcuffs. Okay. All right, here's your citation. Have a nice day, sir. Who gives right. a shit? Who right. gives a shit? But you know we got to kill him. So
2: contempt a cop, you know, Yeah, you you have to I have a bigger dick than you. So uh, fucking do what I tell you to. Otherwise, there's no there's no way I can possibly deescalate unless you submit to my will.
3: One thing, though, we haven't even brought up is I think a lot of this reaction is also to the fact that we all like have known, you know, without it being, I guess, proven to the white people that um and i realize we're all white people um but (laughs) (laughs) that like the the police could be weaponized against minorities right and like the whole like karen thing which was created for people of color to talk about white women using this power against them has like been just obliterated by white women and a lot of actual people karening but Amy Cooper, like, two weeks ago. I feel like that was, like, so telling. This woman is literally feigning that a black man is attacking her on video. And, like, what the fuck? Like, she didn't even, it was not even, there was no question. Like, this guy wasn't near her at all. And she's literally changing her voice tone calling the police, saying he's, like, assaulted her. He's never even gotten Mm. near her. I mean, I feel like that, because in the span of when that happened in connection to Brianna and to George Floyd, all of these things were just, like, happening at once. There was the woman who killed her autistic child by throwing him in a canal and then blamed the fake black man last, like, two weeks ago. It's just there were so many happening all at once because they all know you can blame black people, the police won't do anything. And if anything, they're gonna like take your side and the weaponizing of the police, that's the thing I think that it it definitely is, I think why people are so angry because the police themselves, they know it, we all know it and now it's like, you can't even hide it. It's like on fucking video, this woman, I mean, I feel like yeah. it, there hasn't been anything so perfect, like perfectly captured like that. Yeah. Because a lot of times the videos are like, oh, well, you missed the beginning or, oh, you missed this. This guy's nowhere near her. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> right.
3: It's just I think, you know, that that was really like extremely telling. And I will say that I think there is going to be change because I can say that I have seen some people doing amazing things online with real outcomes that I, I think are beautiful.
2: What are you alluding to?
3: I'm not going to say, but I'm just going to say she, <laughs> she opened
1: it, She opened an Etsy store. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> called police reform. Uh, I sell you
2: know, T-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> it's,
3: By instead t-shirts, of a blue,
2: a thin blue line. It's red. <laughs> it's amazing.
3: I did make a meme of just a bunch of ridiculous blue people that says "Blue Lives Matter." <laughs> I put the blues clues Sorry. dog in the blue man group, and that blue dude who was in Washington, and the blue people from Kentucky. There we go. I feel I
2: feel reform coming already. Mm-hmm. Now here's my uh, pie in the sky idea, and we'll maybe try maybe leave it. There. There. Um, so I, I was proposing this idea: What if we just, as a reform, and I'm uh, one number one was like get make uh, body cams mandatory, uh, but that's never going to happen. So wait, why not just consider this com- idea that it will never happen either, which is uh, making. Police service mandatory for every person in the in the country. Um, kind of like like you know, oh, yeah, we like would do with, Israel like like, like like some countries do for their military. You know, mm. you have a four year term. Maybe you go out of, after you get through your free college. That's right. This is a socialist dream. Mm. Um, you have to you have to mandatorily serve in. I like it. Uh, The town, the town that you're going to essentially live in. You you plan on living in this town? It's your hometown, whatever. It's a town that you you care about, and you're not going to transit run through. You're going to have to kind of spend some time in this town. Um, And maybe, perhaps, that would one get rid of some of the kind of institutional corruption. I do think that you have to have some kind of lifers in there.
3: They could be mentors.
2: So uh, I'm going to pitch that to Jack. J- Tiwi thinks it's a great idea of essentially having a conscripted police force. Um, what do you think?
1: I think it's a great idea. I mean, there should be you know we some type of. I, I have no qualms with like my kids being conscripted to be, uh, police force, AmeriCorps, the, the the Peace Corps, something along those lines, even military to. To a certain extent um, would be, you know, everybody needs to have a vested interest in, in our communities. This is the problem that we're experiencing is that people don't have that vested interest anymore. They, they We are part of Generation Me. Like, I got mine, so fuck you. Um, it's like the United States way. So... Yeah, exposing people to other cultures, exposing people to other people, um, is would be a tremendous boon to
2: society. Right, and also oh, yeah. kind of essentially, uh, really attaching themselves to like a city and, and teaching them essentially yeah. what civilian citizenship really means is to is actual service. I think it's a um, great idea. Well, there you go. Boom, boom. I'll be, I'll be take your the next presidency. Um, If you'd like to hear more of my ideas, (laughs) I don't know, I I don't really give them out that often. Listen to the show. (laughs) Coming up after the break, we will terrify and amaze you with the precision of our prognostications as we reveal the things to come far off tomorrow.
0: This week on the Friday Night Matinee the beginning of the end. Ethan Hawke stars as Ramble, a low in us luck drifter who finds himself at the epicenter of an apocalyptic takeover by the most dangerous creatures of darkness.
2: What the hell's going on?
0: They're surrounding the place.
2: The phones aren't working.
0: I found this out there.
1: Why are cops coming to kill us? The
0: evil pact between law enforcement and Satan is finally coming due. They can't allow any of us to leave here alive. I assume you know who I am, Sergeant. He's a cop killer. Luckily, the reincarnation of Jesus arrives to help the ragtag group as they try to stay alive until morning. We all gotta start trusting each other right now if we're gonna make it through this night. Only thing more dangerous are the cops. On the outside. Alright, choose a weapon. Anything you see. We gotta put them all down. Without pause. Without regard. That's Attack of the Satan Cops this Friday at 9 p.m.
2: It's that time again to dust off our scrying mirrors and peer into the endless void of time and space as we gaze deep into that unknown country far off
3: tomorrow.
0: Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight, accurately predict events. Beware the eyes of God. And on into the future.
2: All right, so essentially, if you guys, if no one's familiar with this uh, segment, uh, everyone will give, or they're supposed to give, three predictions uh, for anywhere between next week and six months or longer regarding anything, anywhere. But before we start talking about uh, our new predictions, I would like to say, Jax, you win, because we've only done this twice so far. the Your only prediction in the last Far Off Tomorrow uh, segment was this from episode 9. President Trump will, by executive order, label Antifa a terrorist group, and in doing so, the reading of his ex- executive order will encompass all liberal groups. Now, I feel like that's a pretty good strong hit. We haven't seen the, wow. the results because it just happened a couple of days ago, <laughs> but uh, that's a pretty good hit. So, nice. Uh,
1: Allow me to be a little self-congratulatory here because <laughs> in October of 2015, I said Donald Trump will win uh, – no, 2014, 2014. Oh, wow. I 2014? said Donald Trump Donald Trump will be the GOP nominee. And then I doubled down on that and actually literally bet another person money, tangible money, that Donald <laughs> Trump would be elected president. And – I I never got wow. I never got paid.
2: No. <laughs> I uh I did the exact opposite and bet said what he wouldn't. And uh yeah. Thanks. Uh, so maybe I didn't pay that guy either. So I feel I feel like yeah. oh you know what? It even itself out. Wait. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no. No. The Donald Trump uh the, the people who who took Donald Trump are down $200 or however much you bet. How much did you bet?
2: You know what? I actually think I bet. Uh, n- maybe it was no money, but I said that uh, if whenever he pointed it out, I had to say, I don't know anything about politics. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: uh... <laughs> $100 and a proclamation that you don't know anything about politics has mm-hmm. been lost. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, I think that this was a pretty strong hit, and and I think that the my thinking towards the second part of it was that Antifa, uh, the the executive order will encompass all liberal groups. Still, probably is going to happen, and the reason I say that is because Antifa is not a structured organization. It's not a thing. Right. And, <laughs> yeah,
2: it's a belief. Yeah,
1: it's a belief, and so. I think that anybody who is on the left, it'll almost be like, um, you know, you'll just they will just be defaulting. You know what is that called? Goodwin's law, where where like uh,
2: yes, the, Godwin's law. Is Godwin's where law. Everyone's a Nazi. Everyone's <laughs> a
1: Nazi. Uh, or every will be,
2: conversation will eventually devolve, de- devolve to someone accusing someone of being a Nazi.
1: So this will be Jax's law, where every uh, liberal will ultimately be called a uh, member of Antifa. Yes, exactly. They probably
3: are like anti-fascist, though. I mean, to be fair, that's the problem. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. completely anti-fascist. I think fascism
2: is a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyone who votes for Biden, essentially, the entire DNC Yay. will, uh, for all their faults, will just be, except for Dianne Feinstein. She's definitely she likes. No, she's kidding. Well, she like she likes the war industry. Oh, um, it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Jax, since you're the big winner um, before that I want to go through uh, tewes just kind of like re- remind everyone uh, you had Trump will lose the election the upcoming election so we don't know that one yet Someone very significant will die of covid. That doesn't seem to be uh, happening. Unless uh, it's ro- uh
3: there's a second uh, wave coming. I don't. You know what? Just okay. Cool well, then jets. that was
2: still in play. That's still in play. Uh, your the other big one was a small town in America will be destroyed by coronavirus. That's pretty um, broad,
1: though.
3: That's what does possible, destroyed that's Still mean? possible.
1: <laughs> what does destroyed mean?
2: I think in the episode we uh, kind of really meant destroyed, like like, <laughs> like burned to the every, ground. Burned to the ground, everyone's just uh, kind of essentially a shell of themselves. You know, like cannibalisms. You know, it's just destroyed. I'm talking about Silver City, but, Idaho. No, it was the McMurtry, Kansas incident. Come oh, on, man. Okay. but it could also be Silver City. It'd be kind of like that's like a one good resident.
3: movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
2: Um, and your last one was Cuomo will become the Democratic nominee. So that that's still in play as well, but I think less likely nowadays.
3: Yeah. That one's a dud,
2: and uh, yeah, I didn't have any good ones, so I never do. So, Jack, since you're the big winner, um, give us your one prediction.
1: Uh, my single prediction is that the election will not occur on November third.
2: Ooh. Mm. I like that. So I think kind of, I feel like that's uh, <laughs> I. I will have some corresponding predictions there's a lot to do with that like you can play with that a
1: lot will it will it just be delayed will right. it be canceled
2: <laughs> see see now i think you're just trying to game your oh, yeah, psychic you abilities
1: <laughs> will the dollar will the dollar fail and no longer be the currency backing the petro uh chemicals and thus the united states ceases to exist
2: Oh wow! and therefore no election um yeah, so uh, yeah, so it's a little overbroad, but uh, you know, fair. whatever. Because I, I feel like it's going to happen, and you've been doing so well. I, All I right, need to then I'll give a second
1: one. I'll give a second oh. one that is ah. narrow, and that is I'm going <laughs> to go against T. Uh, saying that Trump will lose the election.
2: Oh, he's he's, he's going back on his two fourteen bet, um, or his two sixteen bet. Um. I would say he's going to win.
1: That's just my guess. I really hope I'm wrong. Hopefully the election just doesn't
3: happen. It doesn't feel like you have vested interest on being right. (laughs) Exactly.
2: He's trying trying not to ruin the streak. Um, Oh, that's not good. All right, uh, TB, fire away.
3: All right, so my predictions are also going to be very contemporary to today. Um, I think more people are going to die from the— Protesting, as you guys are aware, there's already been a few protesters who have been killed. Right. Uh, um. I think in that same vein, it will be like a Kent State situation for <laughs> the climax. I believe they will accidentally kill someone unintended. I mean, I don't think they really use a lot of uh, discrimination when it comes to attacking the swaths of citizens. So. I think they'll accidentally kill somebody of notoriety or importance, which will make them like a Joan of Arc, if you will, much like Kent State. Um, And I think that this will happen on a backdrop of attempting to mount a Blue Lives Matter, like a big groundswell of Blue Lives Matter, and that when this happens, it will pretty much destroy that, and people will be like, fuck you, too. Pretty much all of the aggressive cops, because hashtag not all cops, right? Am I right? Am I right?
2: Yeah, whatever. So let me let me parse this. So you're saying now are, are those two separate predictions, or is that one really intricate it's, prediction? That was
3: three <laughs> predictions. So yeah, that was three predictions. predictions. <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, they all play together.
2: Oh, okay. So so let, let's get this. So uh, a, a very prominent person will die from the protests.
3: Yes. The first part was more uh, people are going to die from the protests. Number one, number two is a prominent person,
2: and it'll be a that, that there'll be a kind of a Kent State style massacre,
3: something to that effect. So yeah, it'll be a, a reckoning. It'll be a situation where the police, because look at them right now, they are not backing down. They are not. They're not looking in the mirror. They're not reading the room. <laughs> they're just, like, going <laughs> fucking nuts.
1: They are th- not reading the room. That's yeah. a very good way to put it.
3: <laughs> they're, like, they're basically like, we're killing it out here. I, no, not trying yeah, to exactly. be, like, <laughs> iron here. But, like, <laughs> they don't see, like, people are not into this. Um, and I think they're just going to get amped up and, you know, something bad's going to happen. But I think they're going to do that all whilst... Trying to get this whole Blue Lives Matter thing like really going. Mm,
2: they've already like tried a million a, man Blue Man March. Yeah,
3: but it's really gonna be like a blue man march. <laughs> There's like they've already started with the PR things. Like even my local police station posted something today, which they never post anything ever. And it is like the most ridiculous thing in the world. But they've been posting a lot of those like Walking arm in arm, like the police walking arm in arm, like in these small little areas that are mostly predominantly yeah. white. It's like oh. these
1: jackasses did the knee and then, like, stood up. I think it's in Dallas or Detroit. I can't remember what. Did the knee, then stand up, <laughs> throw on their riot gear, and start shooting off tear gas.
2: <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Like,
1: yeah it's just
3: Again, like <laughs> it's like not reading the room <laughs> it's like, yeah. right right it, it's i get PR. it i get what
2: you guys are about you, you're about kneeling right get yeah. the fuck out of here now <laughs> we did the kneeling yeah everything's better everything's better police reform i kneeled yeah all right okay all right that's uh three good ones um all right i'll go to mine uh the Black Lives Matter protests will continue through the summer despite Trump's Insurrection Act bullshit. Um, I don't think it'll – I think it'll probably blow – that'll blow up in his face. And uh, it'll just – BLM will just go through on through the summer. No no stopping it. Yeah, I think you're right.
3: Yeah, Probably. That, that could happen. It's a reckoning.
2: Right. Um, a cabinet official will be imprisoned or arrested – for trying to invoke the 25th Amendment to stop Trump's madness.
3: What? I don't like that.
2: Boy, boy. Jared Kushner. I think it's going to be Jared Kushner. Oh, that
3: would be beautiful. I
0: didn't didn't do it!
2: (laughs) That's not going to be that. I'm not going to say who because I need to to catch up to Jax. Okay. So uh, I'm just going to keep it broad. A cabinet official. Yeah. Um, lastly, uh, a U- the U.S. military will use their experimental microwave weapon against U.S. citizens inside yeah. the United States. What's that? Interesting. You, Interesting. Yeah.
1: You have very good predictions, sir. What's Thank you. The,
3: what is the microwave weapon? Is that the listening actually, thing?
2: No, it actually, yeah. it was going to be one of the subjects of our Five Jesus episode, um, how the military has uh, been able to weaponize microwaves in a in a way so that they put it on a dish and they are able to focus it in on a point on a person's body uh, and it it yeah. gives you the sense of like burning a lot. Yeah
1: like you're cooking. Yeah. And it doesn't and, hurt you and you have to you literally have to move.
2: Right. Like get out and, of the and way. It, and so it's gonna be that's gonna be how they're gonna start dispersing crowds uh well, in July. Awesome in july they 'll finally bring it out, and they 'll just be these these t- like, you know they 're basically like on the backs like humvees or something similar um, it 's this giant dish, and they 're just going to start frying protesters you know big,
3: um, not to i know we 're trying to end this, but like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a big problem in sort of the the idea of taking our military against the citizens and that is most of the military are poor people that are citizens and i just don't see them being like this sounds awesome especially for black lives matter predominantly like black men are the ones like joining the military so i mean i just don't understand why on earth would anyone i i don't know call me crazy it just sounds like insane
2: well, in a similar vein, because uh, I thought the same thing. Because eventually, when you start asking people to really fuck over citizens, and it seems very like these, are, you feel like and, and and soldiers start feeling like these sound like illegal orders. Yeah. Do do we have any of them um, actually buck or you know? I, I guess you will. call it mutiny. Do they do they mutiny? Um, but I also think that it's not beyond the possibility that Trump has already asked Esper to. Start going through the ranks of the military, looking for loyalists. Mm. He wants red hats, and he creates an actual red hat subdivision sure. within the military that he uses to police the cities so that I mean, he knows that they won't question these acts they he will they will they will just go in because they believe the deer leader um and you know they that's that's how they get around this kind of i think very real possibility that you'll have these mutinies, especially in the national guard um and the reserves these guys are not trained for, you know, long-term combat. You know, they, no. they, they've probably seen it now because of the, you know, the continuous wars we've been in. But in the past, they really haven't... They're not really designed that way, and they're not designed to, like, have these, like, long engagements, especially against U.S. citizens, no. so...
3: It goes against everything that they literally are taught to protect... I don't know. They're just taught... They're, they're
2: really just taught to uh, protect the status quo and do what the president says. That's when it comes down to brass tacks. Um, they try to to, to weed out any of the seditious possible, you know, like questioning. You follow the chain of command. That's what your job is, to follow the chain of command. Yep. You're not there to have, like, an opinion.
3: Yep. I still have two months that I can join the Army.
2: Oh. Well, there you go. There's your, your, your chances.
3: <laughs> and that is during, a threat. No, I'm just kidding. You,
2: you, you can join <laughs> Trump's, Trump's militia, um, and then, then you will have an insider to kind of tell us when the red hats are coming and to, you know, arrest our neighbors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, and with that, that's the show. Uh, you can reach us on Facebook at Far Off Topic Show and Far Off Topic everywhere else. You can reach me via Twitter at Fiasco Jones and Tiwi.
3: At Jenny Said Stuff, but please don't add me because I'm just going to keep only four followers.
2: <laughs> nope. Add at to your heart's content. Um, that's our message, your weird stuff, like... Do you want to join Trump's militia um, and see what happens? It'll be great. Yeah, um, be we'll get something started hilarious. here.
1: Hilarious. <laughs> she won't. She won't accept your friend
2: request. Though. Right, right. She just wants to, you to join her militia. Mm-hmm. Um, or Trump's militia, I should say. Um, Jax, if you want to find out where to, re- to reach him, you're just going to have to start digging through the show notes. Cause uh, Yeah, just that, dig that, through the show That's where it's at. That's where it's at. Um, our shows are now on YouTube. And like I said, that's where we're putting this, all the show notes. Uh, the, the channel's called Far Off Topic, strangely enough. So if you're interested, check it out. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, feel free to comment or rate most of all, thank you for listening, and until you hear from us again, Somo to be.
1: Somo to be. Somo to be.
3: Fly Off Topic.